into the locker room coming up on tonight's show. If Real Madrid were given the chance to make a major signing from PSG, who would be best suited at Los Blancos, Neymar or Mbappe? We'll ask if Ivan Rakitic should swap the camp now for the Parc de Prince and is Manchester United's game against Spurs this weekend one that they must win. Joining me tonight, as always, Phil Shane, Ray Hudson, Thomas Rungan and Gary Bailey. We'll get straight into it. Real Madrid are keeping a close eye on UEFA's financial fair play investigation into PSG, just in case the French champions are forced to offload players. Now, let's just say they were. If Los Blancos had the chance to buy either Neymar or Mbappe, which player would be the best fit, Gary? I would say Neymar without any question. I think to go and play for Real Madrid, you need to be an experienced player. A player can handle pressure. He's 26, Mbappe is still a kid at 19. Pressure like a World Cup final. He comes it's over a good point. Down goes <laughs> Gary. He's, he's won so much with Barcelona. He's won Olympic stuff. He's been doing it for how many years? Eight, nine years. And the pressure at Real Madrid is constant. It's constant all the time. So yes, Mbappe's had his moments, but I think you need to be an experienced player. And I think he'll fit very nicely on that left-hand side. It's a left-hand side that he's natural on. And that's mm -hmm. where CR7's gone and there's a big gap there. So for me, no question it would be Neymar. I think it fits in perfectly. And you raise that left flank that uh, they're trying to fill to some extent. But also, I think you have to look at the other side of the equation. If you're PSG, which of these players can you afford? And again, we're talking hypothetically here because I don't think financial fair play is going to step in. Maybe a fine if that. But if they do have to get rid of one, you're talking about temperament. And Neymar, well, he's already had issues with certain players, including Mbappe on the team. Um, you take a look also perhaps at age. Seven years difference. PSG has a native Parisian who they can build this team around who already has given the nation or helped give the nation uh, a World Cup title. So I think that they're more likely to let Neymar go. And from a Real Madrid perspective, they're looking for more than football. They're looking for an icon yes. to hang their hat on, and Neymar has that. It fits in uh, that Neymar would be uh, an incredible coup. Messi himself said it would be awful to see Neymar lining up in the royal white shirt uh, after what he was with uh, Barcelona. So in that regard, <laughs> Bar uh, Real Madrid would love to get him, just to stick yeah. it in the eye of the Blaugrana. But uh, Phil's right. I mean, PSG cannot afford to lose this uh, this this wonder kid Mbappe. He's lived up to the billing. He's blew it all away uh, in the World Cup final, as you said. He stole the show. He was France's inspiration. He's in his hometown, Paris. He's got. They've got to lock him up for a long time. If the question is, Real Madrid can make the choice. I think that's what it is. It, it has to be Mbappe. Mbappe can play as your nine. All right? We all talked about, well, we need, they need a nine. Well, Benzema goes down. He can play out wide on both flanks as well. The only one with speed is Gareth Bale. You got Isco that wants to dribble. Neymar wants to dribble. Modric wants to dribble. What's Asensio dribble? wants to defeat. So you need players that can go without the ball. In terms of tactics, guys, this is the only one that makes sense, quite frankly. And yes, he won a World Cup. He won a La Liga, uh, treble in France already. He's done there, been there. And you know what? This is what Madrid needs, not he, Neymar. He's 19. He's to, to, to go into the Bernabeu at 19, on. to reset. I mean, he's only ever lived in France. Now you go to Spain. You know what those guys are like when Bale joined? The, you know the fans there. The white hanky comes That's out the first go, bad Gary. match you play. That's why they go. Yeah, when they're at the right age to go, but 19, you've got to 
Thomas, it's saying he's got, both of these players have got phenomenal oh, sure. pace and, and phenomenal ability. Either one would be a, a complete hmm. coup, but the, the one like Phil says, the one that ain't going to be allowed to get away is Mbappe. You know, the one point also, kind of going to what you're talking about, they do have a kid named Vinicius who could slide into that mm. left flank. However, still too young, and it looks like they might even send him down to Castilla this season. You Lopetegui know, wants a little the, bit more experience. The one, the one thing when we talk about the age, honestly, guys, does this Mbappe strike is a 19-year-old? He looks like he's a 31-year-old. He does. He, he looks as if there's nothing pressure that comes to bear, yeah, even at the yeah. White House, Gary. He smiles all the time. He, he, he looks as if he's just, you know, he's waiting for the rest of the world yeah. to catch up and he doesn't do it in a braggadocio sure he way. He's in Paris, risk. isn't he? A little yeah. risk yeah. to yeah. take. Go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in Paris. That's where he grew up. Mm -hmm. He's speaking French. He's amongst people who think he's wonderful. And But you suddenly come for, for, you know, from Paris to Real Madrid. You know what it's like. Right. You walk in those doors, they expect you to perform. You know, we'll if, if it goes against well, him, can you stand up to it? On the project of, of this uh, of PSG, he fits right in. You know, they've got the Wunderkind now. They've got the Messi. They've got the Ronaldo yeah. that was at Real Madrid. That part of it, they're going to secure lock, stock, and barrel. No, well, I understand it was his dream to play at Real guys. Madrid, by the way, but I think their chance to get him was when Cristiano was still there because right. that's the guy that was hanging up on his wall growing up. But that's All not right. the, the case is Real Madrid. And you guys set for weeks now. They need a nine. They need a nine. Benz is not good enough. <laughs> Neymar will be there. We'll be your guy. 19, 20, well, we'll 28. See, we'll doesn't see matter. tomorrow when he plays against Angers because that's where he'll probably line up in number nine. So that's going to be on being sports tomorrow. Let's see if it lives up to that expectation. Yeah. And Real Madrid away at Montelivi. Girona won this fixture last season. Can they cause an upset again? Make sure you stay for that one. Coming up a little later on The Locker Room as well, Jose Mourinho answered 13 questions in less than five minutes in a pre-match press conference today. We'll try to answer one question in the same amount of time. Is Monday's game a must-win for Manchester United? Did he smile? That's coming up. Didn't really smile, no. But first, reports in Barcelona claim that Barcelona midfielder Ivan Rakitic could be tempted by a move to PSG. Now, Monday is being seen as a key key day in deciding his future. It's a big offer, but would it be the right move for the Croatian? If you're looking at me for an answer, from the Croatian's point of view, yes, it would be a great move because he becomes a major player at PSG. I think at Barcelona, he has to fit in with the others and he has to play a supporting role. He's going to get a ton of extra money. And he's been in La Liga, what now? You, you guys do it every week, eight years plus minus. Uh, Maybe at 30, you want a fresh challenge. Why I not? think especially following the departure of some of the players that PSG has had before, but tweeting most recently, he would feel a need that they have that none of their other players can do. Kind of that North south worker, yeah. a shuttler, yeah. uh, who also has some physical presence. And this also perhaps gets Rabio out the door, which has been a little bit of an issue, considering he won't sign the contract extension. And maybe it solves both teams' problems. Yeah, yeah maybe a more advanced role for Rakitic if he was in the PSG setup. Maybe. You know, again, he comes into a team that's all so fully functional in the domestic league. When it comes to the Champions League, 
he may add a bit of a dimension to them that they've been lacking yeah. in the past. Uh, he certainly would have been a good sign. And again, Phil, you're having a good game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you mentioned Croatia, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm like, he's bloody right. There's nothing I can argue about. Wait, wait, let me write this down. No stats either. No, no stats. He didn't even place it. All right, I'm going to... Well done, son. You're learning. I'm going to go to Thomas Rungan for the next one because it's rivalry week in MLS. But has Zlatan Ibrahimovic been making some enemies within his own camp? The big Swede has demanded more from his club, LA Galaxy, and the league itself in recent weeks. And in short, he thinks there are too many rules, he's not happy about having to play on turf, and he's even said his team don't deserve to be in the playoffs playing like they have been. But could he be helping them more, Thomas? I think he's done everything possible. I mean, the amount of goals he scored. Uh, and we all know what you're going to get with, with, with him. I, I, I love that, by the way. And he, he said the other day to uh, enjoy it while it lasts, uh, LA Galaxy fans. So, so is he right to, to raise the points that he has? Sure he does. I mean, at that level, he can. And he can rattle some cages. And it's good for the league to sometimes mm -hmm. say, you know what, maybe we should make sure that all our fields are natural, natural it grass. You know? <laughs> it took this, though, really? No, no, I'm, but... but, but but, but banging the door like the women did yeah. in the World Cup when they could play an artificial turf, yeah. there's such a thing that's not good for your legs. Now, the NFL Thomas, owner slash, you know, uh, MLS. But not I mean, too many players. He, when he signed used the to... contract, though, when he signed the contract, didn't he know that this was part of the course? Hey, I, you know how much I love him. And at that age, he shouldn't be given the pounding on it. But really, mm -hmm. in situations like this, where his team are really looking for that inspiration, how much of it would be if he's going out there and doing it at that age Good on point. AstroTurf? How much is that going to I want to say him? one thing, though. It's not the turf is a minor complaint from Slatin right okay. now. He's talking about the single entity rules that prevent teams from going out and strengthening where they mm -hmm. have weaknesses. Basically, he, go, he describes it as being in handcuffs. <laughs> and he says that that needs to change because if it does, MLS could be just as big as the NBA, just as big as the NFL, just as big as baseball if they spend the money. The concern I would have, and I think, Kay, what you were talking about, was when he's talking about his teammates being unable to trap passes, basically playing, making schoolboy mistakes that his son doesn't make anymore yeah, yeah. at his age. Now, if you're the manager of the the LA Galaxy, if you're Siggy oh, right a, now, how do you handle that? He's a manager killer, and that's why him and Mo get along, because they throw people under the bus <laughs> all the time, you know, so that's, that's, that's good. Of course it's not good. I've yeah, been there as yeah. a coach. I lost the locker room because one or two players, and Rock knows, Marco Echeverry, all of a yep. sudden starting to turn on people, right. and he's the big guy, right. and all of a sudden a lot of players sure. might go with him, or a lot of players might go against mm -hmm. as well. Sure. This is a tough time for Ziggy Schmidt, a tough time for the Galaxy. If they don't make the playoffs, Slata yeah. could be the one that get Ziggy yeah. Schmidt fired, yeah. and that wouldn't be right. Just must add that, and I agree with you. For me, I love Zlatan, like you do, but when you throw your fellow players under the bus, that's unacceptable. People look up to him. He should be saying, you know what, maybe we didn't play that well together, but we can go further, we can play better, yeah, we can run. You've got, you've got to make it positive. He sounds but that a little isn't, bit... But that that not isn't his style. him at all, Gary, oh, is it? He's, he's not a leader now. He's, he's, not a he's kid always anymore. been a leader. That's what always set him apart. He set the standard. And I said coming into this season, he will be the mark during the working week to see if you're not doing it, then you, you better get out because I'm holding you to a higher standard. And he didn't name them in particular on a personal level, did they? He was on about the oui. overall. Yeah, the, the royal we, exactly. Yeah. The royal, royal we. Coming up after the break, who starts for Barcelona against Bayern this weekend? Why are La Liga's players protesting against bringing games to the US? And a new contender for world football's best new mascot. You need to see this. Stick around.
Welcome back to the locker room. We've touched on Barca's depth already this season, but who will start this weekend away to Bayadolith? And should we take too much out of it, guys? You're going to be on the call for it. That's a deep squad now, and that's a lot of players to be keeping happy and finding the right balance for Ernesto Valverde this season. It is. From a, uh, from a Valladolid perspective, they've brought in some new faces, but they're going to be on the bench still trying to get accustomed. So they're not quite up to the level where they could be. So it makes it even more tempting, I think, for Ernesto Valverde to shake things up a little bit. However, it's the start of the season. I don't know about, about you, Ray, but they weren't really clicking in the first no. match against Salaves. No. Not, not as much as the scoreboard showed. Right. And it wasn't until Semedo came out, who I was mm -hmm. pushing to start that game, and Sergio Roberto came in, that changed things. And Coutinho's introduction, I think he'll keep Coutinho in. Uh, whether he brings in uh, Artur, uh, the, the new Brazilian signing, and uh, of course Vidal might have a, a, a good run out against a team that Barcelona should comfortably win. I just want to say, Gary, it's Suarez of yes, all the yes, players yes, we can yes, pick yep. apart. Mm -hmm. This is a, a, a game mm -hmm. for for Luis Suarez to yep. step up his game in, in every way, in his first touch, in his movement, and in his finishing. This is a team that should be. Uh, beaten easily yeah. by Barcelona yeah. but this is a, a team as well four years ago they beat Barcelona yeah. didn't they? I'm just looking at midfield and thinking Arturo Vidal I would like to see him start to see what he's like in terms of, of well, getting, you know what he's like yeah, yeah he's going to get stuck in so <laughs> I don't think it's good you know you get a, a strong midfield Busquets Rakitic working hard and then Sergi when he when he came on he was he was yeah. bombing up so you get those two wide players doing the business up there and then maybe Suarez gets more service I don't think he got a whole ton of service in that yeah. first match mm -hmm. maybe if he gets it's a bit more I, I than like he Arthur, can finish though, them off. Because Arthur allowed Coutinho to push forward. It was also Sergio Roberto dropping the right back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where they started to get the ball into dangerous in, positions. In place of who? who would, if you had Arthur, you wouldn't have Arturo Vidal? No, I would have Arthur and Arthur. And then no Rakitic? No Rakitic at this point. Let Busquets. Let the guys out there to create. I mean, this is via the lead. Yeah, I mean, you don't yeah. really need that much work at this point. I think one common theme for all the big clubs is the World Cup blues, so to speak. Most of the key players weren't part of preseason. Some were injured. Some are still resting, haven't started yet. Slowly by week two, three, and four, hey, coach is going to find out what is my best 11, because Valverde has no idea what his best 11 mm -hmm. is right now, because these guys haven't played together. What's my best system, both at home and maybe now on the road? We can be a little bit different in a 4-4-2. So slowly you'll see the Coutinho's will start. For Real Madrid, you'll get Modric probably will start as well this <laughs> yeah. weekend. PSG, finally, the We're Mbappé's the world will start. We're not worried about these now. We're asking about Barcelona right now, and that's what's going to be interesting to see where he's going to fit them all. It's about, set. Yeah. yeah, but then to look, to look about who Real Madrid yeah. know and who PSG, this topic right now is who I'm just talking about Barcelona. the post World Cup Blues, yeah, the reasons yes. why we haven't seen you think all, these guys struggling? To, all, all these guys oh, together. Oh, oh. You think Suarez is struggling? I'm saying is it because of the World Cup? Do you put the 11 on paper that they should be there? Or do you experiment? You experiment right now. And that's why I use Real Madrid and Juve as an example, because these coaches haven't figured it out yet what's, what's their best 11 is and what their systems are. So you'll continue to see changes as well in the lineup. Coutinho should start. Vidal shouldn't probably so, start yet. Thomas, but, but you know what Valverde is like. He doesn't do that. He doesn't change. He doesn't experiment. He'll keep with okay, what so he's Okay, so why, why did Coutinho not start uh, exactly, the first game? Exactly. There's horses for courses. And in, in a situation like this, I agree with you. Maybe he needs to introduce a couple of players, but I don't think there'll be wholesale changes. I'd be surprised you if think that 
might change though, right? right? Do you think last season he was better. him settling in and playing it he safe, better. and now he's thinking, right. I got caught out in that Roma match. Exactly. Not exactly. You go back throughout his track record, to, uh, athletic, yeah. Olympiacos, etc. He doesn't change. He's very comfortable with who he is. Right. Right. Yeah. You okay. still need to find out what your best eleven is, whether you're rotating or not, though. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep and a close eye on Dembele that one. How much as well? That's a good point. Is the this Dembele a Malcolm situation? Exactly. Right. Is this a time? Uh, when do we see Dembele is starting to feel a bit now? You kind of take him out, Thomas, when he's starting but to really feel better. When you insert Malcolm, who had been yeah. great in the minutes he's played, actually, could he start? Should he start? I think he should. Quite he frankly. Should. It, it Interesting could. though, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and all those players and all those players think they should start, right. so yeah. that's why it's yeah. going to be a good balancing act this season if he gets it right. Now, while we are on the subject of Barcelona, Sergio Busquets, who is also vice president of the Spanish Players Association, has claimed La Liga's players are united about not wanting to play abroad, following the announcement that a single La Liga match would be played in the US this year to help continue expanding the league's brand in North America. What do you guys think about the Proposal. Kate, you said it all. I mean, this is a league that has been so far behind the, the, the calendar in so many ways in not being proactive. And now they've got a situation joining with the, 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 the expansion of the name, the brand, the league. They're fighting against the EPL's continual growth. And finally, they've got a partner for 15 years in relevant sports that says, we can help you develop this. And you know what the thing is? That we're all afraid of change. And I think this is a, is a normal sort of situation for a lot of the fans but this is the way the game is sure. going mm -hmm. it's becoming more and more global yeah. and La Liga's got to keep up with it um, and this is in the early days I mean this all of this uh, development caught a lot of people by surprise especially the, the players and I think the players will be looked after the clubs will be compensated the smaller clubs but again this is a new venture and I, I, I I can't imagine that anybody in the United States would be against it, sure, Gary. But, but, but how do you, you do it? You can understand a is, little bit yeah. of the concerns. Because they were talking about one club, Barcelona, coming. Well, you can't have one club because if Barca come and play and they travel back and they lose the next game because they've been travelling, it affects the mm -hmm. league. So then do you take the top four clubs or do you bring the entire league for one it, weekend and play first, all around North it's America 50, it's and do that? 15 years plus five. This is going yeah. to take a while to sort But how out. do you start? You've got to start well, I think you start with the one, other clubs. And yeah. I think the real key is, because you also have to take a look, the La Liga has been way behind the eight ball when it comes really? to sure. revenue sharing. Sure. I mean, so. the Premier League had, had their setup, and that's one of the reasons why yeah. you have the parachute payments and everything else. Everything is wonderful from a financial perspective. La Liga has elected not to do that, basically relying on Real and Barcelona. Sure. And, 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 and I think remember, Real and Barcelona will have the final word on this as well. Let's remember, it's not just on the playing side of it, Thomas. The, the, La Liga want to bring over a lot of the coaching yep. staff. Sure. A lot, sure. They want to develop a lot, a lot of in, the, in, the, in, in, the, in the grassroots that, that, system. That's great and well, but you got to consult your players. The players are the brand. They look this is after. absolutely ridiculous. After. They'll be looked after. That's really what you're saying. They should, they they should, should have been, been part of the process. Right. And being that, as I said again, yeah, I and they but should have been taken part of getting maybe but a that, little bit as well. That is exactly what the players are saying, <laughs> what you're saying as well, Thomas. Still to come, predictions and the latest from Mourinho <laughs> and Manchester United. Money, money, money.
Connection is brought to you by Modelo Especial and we are taking a trip over to Spain as we kick off what I love. It's to Butarque to one of our new favourite teams in La Liga, Leganes, because their mascot might just be football's best right now. The Cucumber Knight has returned. This is Super Pepino. <laughs> you got to love this. Well, first it was the scratch and sniff jerseys. Then they came out with the cucumber trophies. Right. And now this mascot, wonderful stuff. Now, Appy Nori's former Ajax teammates are wearing the number 34 this season to support their friend. The Ajax player collapsed in a pre-season friendly last summer. He had been in a coma for over a year, but he's recently woken up and is reported to be communicating with his family. Great to see that from his former teammates. Great to see this as well. This is nine-year-old Manu. He plays football, he swims, and he's now embarked upon track and field too. He's got a Griezmann <laughs> shirt on there. Griezmann RT'd the video and said, wow, bravo, my friend. <laughs> and here's Tim Cahill cool. doing car karaoke. He's a big Backstreet Boys fan. And we are big Tim Cahill fans because don't pretend you don't do car karaoke, he says. English Championship side Brentford have announced their new sponsor. It's a funeral oh. directors, G. Savile and Son Funeral Directors. So it brings a whole new meaning to the phrase Brentford till I die. That's dead, that's dead funny. <laughs> All right, hey, it's time for... What's Thomas got here? Yeah. 34. Number 34. Very nice, Thomas. Oh, nice, Thomas very, Thomas, very nice. Man. Nice, nice man. Okay. Well done, Tommy. It is prediction time, and uh, it's Manchester United against Tottenham. Jose Mourinho, 30 minutes early for his pre-match presser. 13 questions, four minutes worth of answers in the game against Spurs at the weekend. Mm. Are you saying it's a must-win, Gary, and are you saying they'll win it? Uh, both, yeah, it's a must-win. I was there last year when we won 1-0, and we've actually got a good record against the top teams. Only City won there. We beat the other four top teams so if we lose it really is a major problem for Mourinho but I'm I'm believing in the Reds like Reds it, till Gary. I die Wrong I, I just haven't seen the signs that I can support this this team so I gotta go with a Tottenham team that's Ooh. darn good but Spurs struggle at Old Trafford I, I know that but historically but, don't mean yeah. anything does it? <laughs> right now yeah. for this Man United it's imploding absolutely not you're right Rock I agree with so, both of them which is why I'm picking a draw <laughs> okay, good, good choice Ray <laughs> with Man United they'll come yeah, through thanks, in right. the Oh, man. Come yeah, on, yeah. Well, it says that you go with Spurs. Come on, Kim Murray. I'm going for a draw, but Ray said he's going for Manchester United. Cristiano Ronaldo's home debut this weekend against a Lazio side who caused them problems more than once last season. <laughs> who wins? Well, on this one, we all actually said Juventus, Juventus all along the yes. bottom, so there was no point in doing it. Thank you for joining us on The Locker Room. Join us all weekend for loads of live football, and we'll see you on Monday. First goal by Ronaldo, International Connection was presented by Modelo Especial, brewed with a fighting spirit since 1925.